ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Small Business Spotlight Podcast. My name is Jay Davis. Thanks for listening to the show wherever you get your podcasts. This month, we take a look at businesses time is left behind. Record stores, suit shops, which research shows are seeing a decline. We even found a lone video store in Metro Detroit. Our guest this month is CJ Patterson. CJ runs Video Exclusive, a video store in Dearborn Heights that has thousands of titles and is still operating. Video Exclusive is the only store of its kind in Metro Detroit. 32-year-old Patterson has worked with Video Exclusive for more than a decade. The store has been open close to 30 years. He started as an associate before working his way into an administrative role. CJ has a passion for films and loves his work. He can be seen engaging customers in conversations and debates about films daily. CJ and our conversation discuss how the store stays in business and continues to attract new account holders. You're essentially the only video store in Metro Detroit. We are, yeah. How have you been able to make it through everything and stick around? That's a good question. We've been fortunate enough, we've got a super deep catalog. I know you've said you've been here before. Mm-hmm. We have got an incredible range of movies. We've got a deep, we've got a loyal clientele. People have been coming here, renting for decade, 20 years. And we've also got an extensive back room, which is a big part of the business too. Mm-hmm. Have you had to make any changes with the stores closing or with the hardware that's available now, going from VHS players and DVDs to Blu-ray and 4K and stuff like that? How do you update your inventory with those changes? Well, I wasn't here at the time, but there was obviously the major shift over from VHS to DVD where the entire VHS catalog had to get swapped over to that format. Mm -hmm. Since then, we've learned that uh, DVD is what most of our clientele prefer. We get some requests for 4K and stuff. We've got a 3D section which does well. But a lot of people never jump to Blu-ray. So we didn't have to worry about updating our catalog too far in that direction. If there's certain cult titles or if there's movies that are only available on Blu-ray, we will get them so we can carry them. But by and large, the switch over to DVD was the last big shift that we had to do. In terms of being able to stay open, basic things, we had to cut back our hours, obviously. We had to adjust our ordering, less movies. It hurt doubly because once we reopened... Obviously, all our customers didn't come back right away. And the movies available weren't the same caliber. They quit releasing theatrical movies all through the quarantine period. So a lot of what we were seeing was direct-to-video stuff, stuff that had been sitting around that they just hadn't released yet. Thankfully, this last year, we're starting to see more higher-quality titles or just bigger-name stuff. How long were you closed for? Two and a half months. We had to close, I think, halfway through March, and we got to open last June. I think it was June 5th. How did that affect your staff? Well, thankfully, we have a really small staff here. It's myself and the other manager, my coworker Max, and a couple other people who come through. Frankly, we were all more comfortable closing. Yeah. We were all available. Unemployment was an option for us, so it was just the right choice for us. And once you opened, did everybody come back, all your staffers? Uh, for the first month or so, it was just myself and the other manager, okay. and we were just doing it, and then we were able to bring back the other people. Yeah. What were your revenues like last year? I know you closed for a couple months, but being that people were stuck at home most of the year, did that help you guys out at all yes and no there's been a just because of the type of business it is we have seen like a downward trend but we're still keeping afloat when we first reopened it was a kind of a boon because no one had been able to come to the store and then as the summer wore on and especially it's always that time of year when you get to the end of the year through winter things just go down things slow down a bit but thankfully we're holding pretty steady you you said there's been a downward trend has that been for a while just because of you know the market that you guys are in or was that just related to the pandemic i would say mostly because of the market we're involved in okay. i mean if you look at video stores 20 years ago 
huge business. Mm-hmm. With the addition of like Netflix and then each streaming service, it's going to take bites out of us. We have the, the good fortune to have such a deep catalog that not any one streaming service is going to be able to offer everything we can offer. So it helps. The way the streaming services are set up, do you try to set your prices as a way to compete with those? Honestly, I think our prices are typically fair anyways. A new release here is going to cost you $3 for two days. That same movie, if you chose to rent it digitally, is going to cost you $10, $15, $20. Some of those movies on Disney Plus are $30. Mm-hmm. It's, it's a heavy price tag. So we think we're pretty fair in that regard. What measures have you taken to ensure the business stays financially viable? Like I mentioned earlier, we made sure we cut back on hours because had to cut back on staff hours, so we cover differently. Ordering took a hit. Like I said, we, we started ordering less of certain titles just because it wasn't doing the same amount of business for us. We try to be smarter about what we order, the numbers we order in. I, like I said earlier, again, the back room is a big part of the business. It helps keep us going. Mm-hmm. So we had to pay attention to what our clientele wanted to try and better meet their demands. So you're talking about the back room. Even though what you have there is also available digitally, that's still a... That is, yeah, that's a huge thing. A lot of our customers are either older, not necessarily up on the internet, yeah. and a lot of them aren't comfortable using the internet. Yeah. They like here because it's pretty anonymous. Like, we know them, but no one knows they come here. No one knows what they rent. Mm-hmm. So it's very much closed. They don't, they don't have to worry about any of that getting out anywhere. You, you talked about decreasing the number of titles you ordered. How many titles are you ordering now as opposed to, say, 20 years ago? Oh, man. 20 years ago... Well, like a big new release would be an entire case on the wall. We would have 48, 64 copies. These days, Kong vs. Godzilla comes out tomorrow. Mm-hmm. We've got 16 copies. 16? Yeah, and I think we only opened 12. Yeah. So is that something you say you only want 16 copies? or you know, Yeah. How, how does that work? Myself or the other manager order all the titles in here. We have a distributor we order through online. and um, So we go through and we specify the number of titles. How many titles are you renting each year now, just in total? Oh, man, I don't. Like, number of new movies we get in? Or Yeah, I would just, yeah, just a number. Oh, man, that's a good question. This is a big week in single copies, but okay. you're looking at a list of 15, 20 movies in here that we'll mm-hmm. have out available tomorrow, and that's somewhere typical. Some weeks are smaller. Let me say we only got 10 movies or whatever, but then that, and then, again, back room, oh, on a week, we're probably looking at 30, 40 movies a week. What percentage of your sales would you say comes from upfront? 35, 40%. And would the rest be back room? Because yeah. you, you're not doing video games, right? No, we had to, unfortunately, we had to quit doing video games. It wasn't cost effective for us. When the PlayStation 4, the Xbox 360, I think it was, came out, half of our inventory got stolen right off the bat. People would rent oh, really? them and wouldn't return them. Oh. And that's 60 bucks a game. There wasn't really a, a break for us just because we, so we couldn't replace some and we realized we weren't going to be able to keep up with that market so we just had to phase it out eventually yeah because i know now the games are just downloadable to the console so that yeah a lot of the companies have moved away from even releasing discs at all so it was kind of good we got it when we did have you had any customers over the last two or three years coming here for the first time oh yeah we've gotten a lot even this past year really? uh, yeah we opened five accounts the other day really yeah what what do those people think you know are they just surprised that you're here or are they happy you're here both. They're surprised we're here. They're happy we're here. A uh, common comment is they wish they had found us sooner. Because a lot of these guys, people found us after Family Video closed. A lot of that was the local one for them. Mm-hmm. And then they come in here and they see what we can offer. Prices are 
competitive, if not better. Selection is way better. And we're really knowledgeable here. We love watching movies. We love being able to talk about it. And a lot of times we'll be able to point you in a direction of something you might not be aware of. It definitely helps. How many accounts have you opened in the last month? I would have to look, but I would say 20 is not outrageous. Is that a good number? That's pretty good. It's consistent is really what's important. We always have new people coming through. Every month? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'd say we open at least five, six accounts a week, so... Like you were saying, Family Video, I think it was in January that they announced they were going to close all their stores. Yes. There's one blockbuster left. I think it's in Oregon. Is it better that you guys are an independent retailer? I think so. I know. I don't know how Blockbuster would do it, although I know they had limitations on what they could stock. Family Video was, no matter which location you went, it was always the same thing. Every single store would have the same thing. Where here, again, we're far more eclectic. Again, like we're this is what we enjoy doing. This is what we enjoy talking about. So there's stuff that comes out that we have eyes on that Family Video would not carry, especially older catalog titles, older movies that are just now getting re-released or released for the first time even. Since you've been here for you know a pretty long time, just with everything that's going on with this business, mm-hmm. were there points or moments when you guys thought that you wouldn't survive? Yes and no. There are moments where you look at some of the numbers sometimes, you're like, oh man, that's kind of sketchy. But it balances out. You've got days where it just way surpasses what I expect us to do. It helps. What does the future hold for, for your business? How how much longer do you think this store is going to be here? Oh, man, I don't know. I want to say as long as we can be. I, it just depends on how things roll. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you again for joining us for the Small Business Spotlight Podcast. We'll be back next month with another episode. Thank you to our guest, CJ Patterson from Video Exclusive. Thanks to Tim Simpson, who takes care of everything behind the scenes. You can find this and other Cranes Detroit Business Podcasts by clicking on podcast at the top of our website or by searching for Cranes Conversations wherever you get your podcasts. See you next time.